0: folks, welcome back to the world's most consistent podcast. That's right, the of power hour are our back. And since we've been gone, we've had two teams from the Premier League between each other. Chelsea failed to secure more than one point in a game, and Liverpool make a slight comeback. And also, Uka had cornrows. Mm. Speaking of Uka, let the main man introduce himself.
1: Speaking of Uka, aka the, GOAT, AKA the man who knows the most ball on the podcast, aka... Allegedly... AKA bigger than Abraham Aluren. It's Samuel um, Uka uh, AKA STU. Allegedly. Not not allegedly. Actually, I'm ju- I'm just here to spit to back to today. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm,
0: just here, just here. We've got we've got like one or two minutes before we to get into it, yeah? So Uka, how much you bench these days?
1: How much am I venture? one thirty, that's my PR. But I'm on a cut right uh, now, so I can't really hit crazy. any higher than that.
0: Crazy, some guys are benching 160 <laughs> out here, but I don't know who the man they're. or some guys are inclined dumbbell pressing, you know, the 50 kgs at Pure Gym, so Bro, I I'm not no, sure about you who, who let, 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 let me not, even, you, let
1: you me not even, let me not even, e- let me not ego massage myself, okay. man, because if okay. I say if I say okay. my numbers, yeah, oh, it's, it's a long day for you, that's all I'm saying. Yeah.
0: But do this yeah as you know, the pace of Power boys are a strong set of young men. Mm. Word. Pause. <laughs> words, <laughs> words, but pause. Yeah, but also, I'm Abel Lewin. I'm going to be your host for this podcast, so let's get into it. Arsenal and Man City have been battling at the top of the Premier League for some time now, and the last few weeks have been exciting. The leaders of the pack played each other in a feisty competition, with City coming up victorious. The defeat did not taint the Arsenal player's spirits as they went on to France Aston Villa 4 2, and City ended up dropping points, making them temporary leaders. Uka do you think this title race is going to come down to the last game of the season i'm hoping for an aguero moment i'm hoping for kieran tourney edge of the box balls bobbling, redemption story he's coming smacked it Top bins, shirts off, he's jumped to the fans, I'm crying, you're crying. We've booked the ticket mm-hmm. off to London, we're celebrating in the parade
1: with the fans, we're jumping on a bus, we're doing everything, what are you saying? Nah, you've actually just described the perfect ending to a perfect season, but my brain tells me it won't and my heart tells me it won't because from what I've seen this season, City are teetering. Arsenal, we've come through a of form, but I think this is us progressing now, so I think... It will not come down to the final day. If you're asking me for, if you're asking me for my honest predictions, I still don't know. I still don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Something about City is just scary, man. We've seen City circum a 14-point deficit before and go on to win the league. So what's stopping them this True. season? I know Ederson has come out yesterday um, and said that the Champions League is something that they're really, really aiming for this season. So let's, so, so so let's hope that they just crumble in the Premier League and hand us the league title. But me, I do not think it'll go down to the final day. I think it'll be decided before then.
0: I mean, you are right. If you ask any Liverpool fan yeah, competing against City is probably the hardest thing you can do in world football. And yes, the Champions League record may not be stellar, but look, if you're in the league with them, you're going to end up crying. Again, that loss to City, we played poorly. But if there's one team you don't want to play poorly against, It's Man City. Do I think it'll come down to the last game of the season? Mm, That depends. We've got another question that's going to address that. that We can link into it. But we're going to move on for a second. Speaking of them focusing on the Champions League, tonight they played RB Leipzig and they drew 1-1. I'm sorry, Pep. This doesn't seem like Champions League winner form. Real Madrid just came back against Liverpool to win 5-2 and you're drawing with RB Leipzig. Honestly, God, I'm a bad football host, but the only RB Leipzig player players I know right now are, are is it or are, I are are, I can never pronounce this guy's name. Cavardio. And the boy of Arvardiel, who people are saying was better than last season, yeah? And um and then Kuku and Timo Werner. I'm not sure about you, yeah. But I feel like Man City have only really two players. You know, we can match them man <laughs> in them positions. And Kuku so, didn't even Pep start right? as
1: well.
0: Did he, he didn't even start. No. I, don't, I I mean I mean I don't know. We really say that's a question for another time, yeah. But let's talk about this. Leading up to the City game, Arsenal had poor results against Everton and Brentford. Do you see Arsenal losing so-called easy games, Luke? To win the league, you can't drop silly points. Arsenal's known for that invincible season. Fam, Arsenal Vengel literally told these guys, if you need to hold draws, hold draws. And do it is, I'm going to tell people, right? I don't want any fans talking about the invincible side, yeah, until you do it <laughs> I don't know any fans saying you guys are holding draws how about how about Liverpool how, how about Tottenham go toe-to-toe against my am I see I see the the um, hold whole draws it's hard but also we're dropping careless points against so-called small teams and the issue is when you have City preying on you from the back is it possible that you can go on and win the league while still fumbling a few points.
1: Um, no. I feel like you have to be near perfect. I think Liverpool got near 97 points and still didn't win the league because City were that elite. So dropping points is really not an option. I know this is not City of old, but it is still Manchester City at the end of the day. We're talking about a Norwegian freak that's up front for them, a midfield maestro with Kevin De Bruyne behind them. And then just a, a, the just a sheer quality of talent they'd have in their squad. Built from a mastermind that is Pep Guardiola. So it's going to be a recipe (laughs) for disaster if City are chasing anyone. If I was Arsenal, I would prefer that we are second right now chasing City so the pressure is off us because we we have seen Arsenal crumble under pressure from the Wenger days to the Emery days, losing in Baku 4-1, even to last season when we were supposedly supposed to finish fourth and then we lost to to Spurs and then we lost to Newcastle back-to-back and our season just capitulated (laughs) from there. So... To address the question, I feel like we cannot afford to drop any any not any more points, but we cannot go on another two two to three game run of dropping points. Because I believe in that little run that we had Everton, Brentford, and Man City, we got one point from a possible nine. And then Man City leapfrogged us on the table. We were very lucky that Nottingham Forest were able to secure a job. But I think if we go on that little three game, three game losing or three game uh if we go on a little run that we don't accumulate a lot of points, I feel like City will surpass us, surpass us again, and this time they will know, oh, we cannot fuck up, and then they'll go on and win the league.
0: Okay, so we also we obviously have a few big teams to play. We still have Newcastle to play. We still have well, I'm going to say Chelsea. Yep. And um, we still have um, Liverpool. Liverpool to, Liverpool to play, and again, you're talking about you can't fumble against City, they won't give you any room to do so, they're gonna press you on it, and you said something that, I believe, yeah, not wise, but you know, it's a position that is a bit more comfortable, chasing from second, is a lot more comfortable than leading from the top, again, the pressure is on, I'm trying to think to myself, I can see Arsenal fumbling, not even like, their big games, but one or two small games later on this season, and that's not me even bad mouthing the work Arteta's has done. That's just again, young side and experience. You, you saw what happened when Party wasn't um in the squad for one game. You see what's happened when Eddie and Ketty hasn't been able to break down low bro- um low blocks. Yeah, sometimes we panic. Sometimes we revert into ourselves. Some like hmm. Are we going to be clinical when it's needed? When we need to not fumble games, are we going to, like, screw our heads on and just go out and just dominate? And I think we've got players like Sinchenko, who's, like, a real leader, a real captain. Honestly, God, and a, a winner, you know? Mm-hmm. People like Thomas Party, who've got a lot of experience in the midfield. Granit Xhaka, Granit Xhaka who has a lot of passion for the club. I love experience playing football, so I feel like those could be keys to not fumbling. But I don't know. I can see us just one or two games, maybe maybe an unexpected injury, and we just fumble one or two easy games. I don't, even, I don't even see us losing against teams like Chelsea or Liverpool or Newcastle. But I can see us fumbling one or two really dumb
1: games. Yeah. So it's always the little, yeah. it's always the little fixtures. But I understand what you're saying. But one thing I can argue to counteract that is that this Villa game is not the first time it's happened this season we looked like we were going to drop points Jorginho pulls out one crazy crazy long shot out the bag we looked like we were going to drop points against United last minute Eddie and Nketiah we looked like we were going to drop points against Fulham in one of the earlier games in the season and we secured a late winner as well so this team does have the passion and desire as all you English Brexit dads would like to would like to claim that's the recipe to win a league. But yes, it does help that this team is together, that we will continue to fight till the end because even if we're drawing a game, even if we're... When, when we go a goal down, I feel like something... When we go a goal down, Arsenal, we usually drop heads, we're not good enough. But this season, there's something else. The team lifts, every. we equalise, and then we go on to win the game. So maybe maybe it's just different for this season. The stars might be aligning.
0: So you've talked about... Arsenal fumbling points yet. How do we counteract it? How does Arteta ward off City from, the, um, um, City from the back? City have a lot of games they're playing this season, you know? They've mm-hmm. got Champions League, they've got Premier Football. Are they still in the FA Cup? They're still they're in
1: still the, the, the FA, FA
0: Cup. So they've got three competitions they need to be right now. Arsenal are only in the Europa League and the Prem at this moment in time. You know we're not playing any Europa League games due to the way how the tournament works, right? I think right now, being clinical about certain goals are being focused on which one certain goal may help us to win this title. Mm. So, I can see a lot of Arsenal fans say, I still love our Ar- actually, I think majority of Arsenal fans, yeah have Europa League in the back of their mind, yeah? They're focused on the big one, which is the league. But how? how's Arteta thinking? How's the camp thinking? Are they solely focused on the Prem? And is Europa League a side project? Or are they going for both? I don't think Arsenal have the depth, especially in midfield, to go, for both, uh, to go for both trophies. And I feel like if Arteta focuses on the league solely, it may help him progress. I'm not sure about you.
1: Nah, I I disagree completely because if you you look at things, our first loss since the World Cup was against Man City in the FA Cup. And then we went on three games where we picked up one point. So I feel like constantly winning can only do Arsenal any good. Our players will be lifted, the fans will still be lifted. But as soon as we hit that first loss, 1-0 in the FA Cup against Man City, our form dropped off completely. The players weren't looking the same and... This Arsenal team has thrived off momentum this season. Every single game, Saka looks better. Every single game, Party looks better. Every single game, Odegaard looks better. They thrive off winning. And when we do not win, no matter the competition, I feel worried that these players are... Now we haven't won. My legs start to feel heavy. Now we haven't won. Oh, I'm going to think, oh, is the title race over? Is the title race over? So I just feel like just keep winning in every single competition. Injuries are part of a season. Yes, I understand you're going to try to prevent these bigger players in the Europa League games, but why not go for the Europa League? I think we're the best team in the competition, barring Manchester United and Barcelona, which one of them will get knocked out tomorrow. So why not Why not go for the Europa League? I think we can completely win it, and there's no point in just throwing away another another trophy. man. We still haven't won a European trophy. So, That's facts. we have to do it,
0: man. That's facts. That's factual. That's factual. I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, when you've got less competitions, you're you're better rested, you're more focused, you're one- one-minded. But momentum is a big thing in football. And it could help us. And you're right? it has helped us. There's been times where, you know, again, through a winning streak, momentum has helped us win and win and win and win and win. And win. Right. The next question is... we've kind of spoke about this but like what is making city drop these points a lot of people have alluded to the system's changed completely since halen's joined it that the wingers they have out wide aren't wingers but just tens you know what is not i can't even say preventing him from winning the league because the guy's low-key still on track to it but what's stopping him from having the same output that he's had last season what's pep doing
1: i feel like teetering might be a big one I know I'm not Pep Guardiola he probably knows better than me but from what I can see I feel like he tinkers a bit too much last season we saw a solid partnership of Laporte and Diaz and they rocked the whole Premier League together almost the whole season and this season we've seen City play a back three per se we've seen Akaji come in we've seen Ake come in we've seen John Stones come in sometimes and I feel like Ederson needs a solid back four in front of him so he knows where to pass to, what foot these players are gonna receive on. When you're having different players come in each week, I feel like it harms the it affects the team the team's harmony because Arsenal, you could see Every single game, we field the exact same eleven. The players know exactly where the players are going to be. I feel like with City, it's a bit mixed max. It's a bit changey, and I understand people say you're playing in the Premier League, you're playing at the highest level, you should be able to play with different players. But sometimes I feel like gelling players together can make a big, big difference. Center back partnerships are huge when going into a title race. Look at the iconic centre-back partnerships we have. we've had. Colo Toure, Sol Campbell, you've got P. K. Puyol. These players know where they're going to be and how to move when one steps out and one drops deep. You know what I'm saying? Also, moving into the attack, Erling Haaland, as good as he has been, you could see it is not the same Manchester City in attack. It is not as fluid. And I don't think it's the fault of the zone because he's making brilliant runs. But I feel like City are so glued to this intricate, Passing, keep possession type of ball. They don't want to risk losing the ball by playing him in. Cause Haaland even today against Leipzig, making beautiful runs. He's just ignored every single time. They play out wide. They play the thing Arsenal used to do as well. It's called the shoehorn. Where they yeah, would rotate the ball from the left to the right, left yeah, to the right, just waiting for a gap. Yeah. yeah, exactly, just waiting for a gap. When you've got a big target man, well, target man's not doing Highland enough justice, but you've got a big guy who could be in target man, who can run the channels, or if you give the ball to him to feet, he could just lang it himself. So I feel like they're not using him enough, which sounds kind of crazy, despite the fact he scored, I think it's 25 goals in the league already? 26, but 26. Tw- 26. I feel like they're not using, they're not playing to Haaland's strength, which is a bit irritating as well. So I think it's a combination of all of these things coming together. And as good as City have been, that's why they're not first, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I talking about not playing to City's strength. If we if we go back to the start of the season, Pep Guardiola literally said, "We won't. will change for us. We'll change for him." So that's kind of interesting. The chopping and changing is a hundred percent right. You know, if you have a colleague at work you know, you work together well and all of a sudden some new guy comes in or every single two every single two weeks you've started a project with your friend and then they've taken them out and put somebody else in. The communication in jail do break down man. Mm. And you're right. I mean I mean we talk about Arsenal on this podcast, we you know they are, you know, you know, the pinnacle right now, so called pinnacle in fo- in, you know, in Prem football. And we barely changed our starting eleven and I think Pepus hailed quite a lot for always experimenting when he was winning, but sometimes it backfires. And that Champions League final against Chelsea was a big example of him overthinking and him chopping and changing when maybe he just has to keep it simple, maybe he just has to play, you know, the right way. Yeah, I
1: was gonna butt in there quickly. I think, I think the team has also become a bit complacent. I know it sounds crazy, despite the fact they're mm-hmm. still in a title race, but a complacent Man City. It's still an elite side. But if you actually deep it, Cancelo got dropped for Rico Lewis. What happens? He leaves. Like, I feel like Pep has hinted so many times this season that he cannot get his team motivated. You, maybe that's why he's chopping and changing. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like that might be a reason that plays into it because I think after the Tottenham game uh, where they lost 1-0, I think he came out and bashed his players. And this is the first time I've seen Pep Guardiola ever, like, crum- not crumble under the pressure, but physically, like, come out and say negative things about the way his team's played, about the players in his team. And I feel like he's just trying to send a message. And either some people are either getting it, who are the consistent people in the starting 11, a.k.a. Grealish, a.k.a. Haaland, and some people aren't which means they've been exiled. We've seen Walker not play many games this season. We've seen Ake's Mm been starting left-back and and Cancelo leaving. We've seen Rico Lewis come in as well. So I feel like some players are getting what Pep is trying to say and be like, come on, let's smash this, boys. Let's go and win the league. We cannot be complacent. And others are kind of moving, kind of lackadaisical, which is not a good side as well because Pep has always been that guy. He's Mm -hmm. not been afraid to drop the big players when they're not on Mm -hmm. the same side as him. He's dropped Ronaldinho. He sold Yaya Toure. A lot of people were calling him crazy. But these things matter. He's Pep himself has said, I win leagues because I do not care who I have with me. If you're not with me, bro, you're not going to play in my team. And I feel like that's the only way you can win trophies, bro. Everyone needs to be as a collective. It's co- it's a team game, for goodness sake. It's, it is 11 men. If one person is not in, you've got less of a chance of winning. So.
0: That's, facts. Okay, that's facts. That's facts. That's the way you can manage respect. The greats have done it. Alex Ferguson... You know, you, you mess. he mess. I was thinking, when Beckham was messing around, he says Arsenal Madrid. It just happens, bro. Mm-hmm. It happens. Right. Okay. Moving on. We're going to talk about the other side of Manchester. With Manchester United and Everton, having a redemption arc this season. With Rashford being its talisman, he even has players like Bruno and Wan Bissaka, who were slandered last season, mm. thriving, bro. Is Manchester United's title run a pipe dream? Look, I still have Manchester United fans saying only like six, seven points behind you, man. We can do it. City are trash. You guys are made. We can do it. Look, they're performing like well. XG will show you they're performing well. The performances will show you they're performing well. They've got one of the most informed players on earth with Marcus Rashford performing well. The backline is solid look I can't even like make fun of the backline anymore it's a <laughs> good backline yeah Verano Martinez is a very good set a partnership we can't cap so it's a pipe jimuka can these guys actually go for gold
1: um uh yes by by mathematical equations they are technically in the title race but I do not think mm-hmm. they will be it in it till the very end um every two weeks people are like oh man united are in the title race and then a week later they lose a game and then they're like oh man united are out the title race happened this week happened the week before and i think it happened the week before where they beat uh wolves away the all oh, title race and then they went and dropped silly points again so i believe eric ten hag um come in and done a fantastic job let's not take anything away from him but i feel like arteta has had his squad for longer all the players are gelled for longer Pep's Man City, all the players have been together for ages and I feel like those things kind of do take you over the line because it's very rare I see a new team with a new manager come in and just smash it. The last time I've, I think I've seen it in the Premier League is Antonio Conte because Jurgen Klopp, it took him a while to start competing. It took him a while to get a perfect start in 11 that's never changed. It's taken Arteta a while to get this perfect start in 11 that's never changed. So I feel like as good as Tan Hag has done, it'll take him a while before he actually does end up title-challenging, per se. But yes, I know statistically, on the points table, they are in a title race, but I believe that they won't see it all the way through.
0: 100%. Okay, well, see, the question is, yeah, are they still in a title race, right? Hmm. And I think that question has another question, which is what another question. It has, you know, some praise for Eric Ten Hag. You know, the fact that Manchester United fans were screaming glaciers out, the fact that their new signings weren't working too well and all of a sudden Ericton Hag has this has this machine chugging and chugging along, yeah. You know, like what has he done to make this like work? You know, you can loot to people like stealing Losandro Martinez from Arsenal. That's one steal that Manchester United have done that hasn't backfired. You know? They mm-hmm. still fled from Man City. They still from Man City. Low key backfired. Alexis Santos from Man City. Low key backfired. But this Martinez steal has worked well. Wambusaka's resurgence has been important. You know? Mm-hmm. Wambusaka, at that right hand side, yeah? With the quality of left wingers in the Prem this season, was needed. And now he's shown that he is capable of going forward. If you look at one per at Crystal Palace's academy, he was a techie winger. Mm. And I don't know what I don't know what Haggis said to him, but he's come out and he's pulled one or two things. I guess but Bar- he played against Barcelona, am I tripping?
1: No, he did. He did,
0: yeah, he did, he did, yeah, he, did, he, did he did. Um he did. Uh, I'm not sure you came in unless you came not sure you came, sure came into him, right? The balls coming to him, first touch. A Barca player has just full on like, come charging in at him, he sold them. he slid past, and he's put the ball in. I'm like, that's what the whambersack I know of old. Even even there's rumours that this guy, Jadis Sancho, is Holland for fat camp. Man, <laughs> told to lose, man told him to lose weight. He's come and back he's, for vengeance. He, avenge, avenge, and they're playing him more centrally, which is what everybody's been uh, crying for. And the biggest one is Marcus Rashford. Is Rashford the best player in the world right now? Because a lot of my United fans will say he is.
1: I can I can understand their perspective on that, but for me personally, no. Yes, he has been a, a fantastic, a fabulous, just a breath of fresh air since the World Cup, but there's a certain man in Paris right now that's just going dummy. and I mean, Mbappe is still that so guy. For me, he's still the so best Mbappe. player in the world. Yeah, yeah, no. Mbappe, for me, is still the best player in the world right now on current form. Yes, what Rashford is doing is amazing, but on the ball... Wait, in... wait,
0: wait, 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 On current form, Mbappe's better than Rashford? On current
1: form, it's still Mbappe, bro. It's still Mbappe. I,
0: uh, what I, what I saw Mbappe
1: like... do against Bayern, bro, for, on 20 minutes, he came on injured. What he did twi- for, for 20 minutes was ridiculous. And what he did against Lille, did you watch the Lille game this weekend, PSG Lille? That, Leo? Was, that bro, was probably a Lille game. That first goal... Oh my goodness, bro! That's just that's just Rashford cannot do these things. Yes, Rashford is scoring these amazing goals. Eh, but can he? Can
0: he? Can, can Rashford not do these things?
1: Uka, he can. He can. Me. But he's not doing it the same way. It's not. I the, mean, I mean,
0: he's doing he's doing on, on like the most consistent basis I've seen in a long time. Uka Marcus Rashford, yeah, mm. has shown to me has shown to me yeah that he may go down as one of the most unlucky players of all time. And this is because every single manager he has had has been absolute dog. <laughs> Ellington Hag has come in and has been like, what, like, what is this weapon we have right now? Ellington Hag has seen Rashford just hitting balls with 80, y- 80 yards of, like, I need this kid to perform. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what Casemiro said about the boy? No, Casemiro no. saying Casemiro said that this boy is 100% going to win a Ballon door. Like, oh, Uka, Uka. that's bro. a crazy statement. Bro, bro, this guy, Uke, like, bro. Also, I was watching an England interview, and Jenny was asking, who's the techiest player in the squad? Yeah. And the first going to see himself, and the guy's like, no, it's what gets Rashford. A and lot, a lot of it. people rate Rashford's tech. Tech, yeah, and the guy's quick. Quickness of tech, Uka. What does that sound like? That's like killing him back. It, it. sounds like and Also, back. also, also, I'm gonna say, like, I'm gonna say, and yes, football fans don't like. I know this is such like a Brexit dad, you know, arguments here, but he's doing it in the Prem. Okay, relax. Lee gun, relax. Eh, Lee, Lee, wait, listen. Lee gun at times is a joke. I rate players who come from Lee gun. Don't get me wrong, I think they translate to the Prem. Much better than any of the league, yeah. But I'm seeing this guy Rashford, and it's not against bums. It's not. It's not. It's not against French, uh, French farmers, bro. It's not against um, um, croissant makers, <laughs> croissant makers. Yeah, he's doing against you know, you know, you know, proper thoroughbred English Academy football players, bro. These guys have come through tough times, and this guy Rashford is in behind one touch, two touch that goal against Thomas Party as much as it hurts me to watch it. Dude, sometimes I just watch... Do you know, I'm an Arsenal fan, and sometimes I just see a couple of it on TikTok. I also, like watch it five times.
1: It was <laughs> nah, cold. It's it was, like, a, it cold. was a crazy girl. And Rashford... You know, in- I think... Rashford coming in off the left, that's his trademark, bro. And he just smashes Mm. it every single time. I've never seen him go 1v1 with a keeper and actually slot it past. He always has to smash it, and it's working for him. Since the World Cup, he's had 17 games and 16 goals. And I think he's on 23 goals in all competitions this season. That's the most he's ever had in any season uh, playing football. So, statistically, this is his best goal-scoring season. And yes, for me personally, he is one of the best players in the world right now. It's it's hard to argue. You can't argue I feel like
0: I feel like on form right now. This is it, right? Yeah, this is it. I hate United, guys. Just remember, mm. Rashford is better
1: than Mbappe right now on I, form. Uh, I'm gonna say that. Okay, I I I mean it's it's hard to argue with what Rashford has been producing week in week out. But from what I've seen of Mbappe, even against Bayern that 20 minute cameo, I'm like it's it's teetering it's on a knife edge it's on a knife edge 100 maybe i just don't want to give marcus rashford credit because he plays for manchester United. that probably is it but i just he has to be he has to be one of the best players in the look, world
0: right look, now I, I, look, I, look i i found it hard to give him credit as well i hate you that just as much as you do bro
1: yeah 100 and one thing i was gonna say as well i just forgot what i was gonna say this is not good for a podcast this is not very good for a podcast. Okay, come come back to me and I'll see if I can remember.
0: That's all right. That's all right. Sometimes we forget stuff, bro. I forget stuff in the exams all the time, man. And it works out <laughs> fine for me. Okay, right. The last question is, yeah. Will the Saudi takeover affect my United on the field? What I've been saying to a lot of people is my United have money. Hmm. So you see all these United fans saying, look at us now. Once you get money, it's over. I'm like, cool, fair enough. Once, you know, teams like Newcastle, they got bread, look at them now, look at the sentence they've made, yeah. You know you have always had bread. Is, is this Saudi takeover going to really affect them? The, the biggest club in world football. As a business, these guys are a billion-dollar, billion-pound, billion-dollar business. So is this Saudi takeover gonna, you know, do that much? Because I think the issue is people think Manchester United can't get these players. They just, the issue is they can get them; they just can't attract them. Will this Saudi takeover? I don't. I, I don't think it's a case of will it. Like will the, will, will the influx of cash help them? How will this Saudi takeover help them attract better players?
1: Um, I don't think it will. I think Manchester United commercially probably one of the biggest clubs of the world. You could argue it's up there with railroad Madrid at the at this current moment in time. The amount of revenue Manchester United bring in is probably ridiculous. They've got a deal with Adidas right now. I know their t- uh, their shirt sponsor is Team View, which is another very big company. I feel like this Saudi money is more to clear the depths. I I haven't read into it. I'm not a personal expert, but from outside from the outside looking in, bringing in players has never been a problem for Manchester United. Yes, they could not replace. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo in the winter window, but I feel like they will in the summer window with or re- with or without a Saudi takeover. I feel like Manchester United in the current state they are in. They are in debt. They need to clear this debt. The things that the Glazers have done to this club. Oh, bro. Unspoken words. You know when we had Taddy on this podcast every week complaining about the Glazers, you and Taddy both went to Old Trafford. That place is crumbling. Every week, I'm crumbling. seeing, I'm seeing fans say, Oh, the seats are broken, the lights aren't working, the toilets are disgusting. Maybe you could come in, maybe this uh the Saudis could come in, renovate the stadium, make it look nice again. Cristiano Ronaldo came out with that Piers Morgan interview and said, The insides of the club have been the same since he left in 2008. This is not acceptable. We are in 2023. You should be having new facilities, new gyms, new swimming pools, new everything for for the club to succeed. And unfortunately, that that could be a reason why, Ronaldo hinted at it, it could be a reason why they haven't won anything since Jose Mourinho, because everything in the club is so traditional, it's so backwards. While everyone else is Progressing. Manchester United have stayed the same, which means regressing over time. So I feel like the Saudis might come in and might redo these things because when City came in, they just didn't only take over the, the transfer market. They built immediately new training pitches, new youth pitches. They brought in the best youth players to, to upgrade their academy. Now they have one of the best academies in the world. They have partnership teams in New Zealand and they've got one as well in New York. In New York, not New Zealand. Sorry, they've got one in Australia, and they've got partnership teams all across the world where they can link these players, and if they're good enough, they can ship them out alone and bring them in, etc., etc. I think maybe this might be a similar thing that Manchester United might be looking at because the team needs it. I'm sorry, when Ronaldo saying they've got the same chef for when I was here ten years ago, it's a bit embarrassing.
0: No, no, hundred percent. I think whole, I think his biggest complaint was that. Manchester United failed to change with the times, hmm. and I can't understand, you know, Alex Ferguson, you know, only left, like, actually, it's actually because he left 10, he left around 10 years ago, right, but, you know, he had a good thing, he had a good thing going, the system seemed to be, like, completely broken, and it wasn't like they did the win things they won, they, they won the FA Cup, they won the Europa League, but, he's talking about He's been on Real Madrid. He's been at Juventus, and year upon year, these guys are innovating to win games, right? Have you seen the um, the dummies in M- at Madrid's training camp that can um, that can like jump? Like,
1: yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, look the, fr- at, the
0: free kick dummies. Yeah, bro, bro, these bro, these these guys, Man United, are still, still using still using still using using cones for walls free <laughs> kicks, bro. It's <They're> <laughs> That's for the way for the way Ronaldo's talking about it. That's what it sounds like. I you're you're right though. But it, I don't know. It's interesting. So I'm like, it's like, do United need Saudi money to really renovate Old Trafford?
1: Do they need Saudi money to um to improve training facilities? Well, you know, they, they need something because it still hasn't been done. It's 2023 and it no, nothing has been done as of yet. And the more you wait, the more you wait for these Glazers to do it, the more that the more that it's just not going to happen. We've given them so much time. And still, nothing's been done. So I think it's time to bite the bullet, man.
0: I mean, it's true. I mean, I mean, Crystal Palace got fifty million for Wabusaka, and they spent um a of that a of that million on a new on a new youth facility. And if you look at the Crystal Palace play, uh, Palace Youth Academy, you know they're producing some models. Dreadhead FC, you know, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's coming, it's it's coming, it's coming good. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like again our rivals getting richer don't submit make me happy but it's interesting to see speaking of rich dumb rivals chelsea mm. they have bought so many players at this point they're gonna need name badges in the training room <laughs> though i'm impressed with the signings that they have made the performances on the pitch on the other hand haven't been too great todd bowley has held boss to the squad but we the right signings Luke. The players they signed are techie players. Nobody can cap. Nobody can cap about how good the players have been, right? But they're not performing on the pitch. My question is, you know, from the players they have signed, who's been your favourite player?
1: Um, Obviously, the man I wanted at Arsenal, Zhao Felix. £11 million on loan. Uh, I was questioning the signing, but... Is, is, is looking scary for the rest of the league, I'm not going to lie. The three games that he's played, is really... Well, the two games that he initially played really excited me. It's only this week against Southampton where he didn't really spark up. But that game against Fulham, even though he got a red card, by far, Chelsea's best player. I think his first touch was a nutmeg and then a cross, you know what I'm saying? He's that oh, type sure, of player. Oh, sure. He he will get you off your feet and he will lift the crowd and oh my goodness, ugh, I know why FIFA gave him five-star skill in this world. Oh, the technique that is on this guy is ridiculous and that's the type of player Chelsea have been crying out for because they lack creativity and João Felix is a very creative person. I'm looking at Chelsea's midfield, I'm seeing Dennis Zakaria, I'm seeing Mason Now, I'm seeing Kovacic, I'm seeing Gallagher. I'm like, these players are not really your creative outlets. <laughs> Even even the wingers, Raheem Sterling's more of a finisher than a creator, Christian Pulisic is forever injured, the, the, the wingers as well, I'm like, there's no creativity, and people blame Kai Havertz for not scoring goals, but if he doesn't get service, how is he going to score goals, but now with João Felix playing, I think Havertz has started to score a little bit more, the team has started to look a bit more fluid in attack, but an issue, uh, not an issue, another signing that I really like is Benoit badia and I was questioning that signing, I was like, oh, do they need another centre back? You brought in for this summer. Uh, you've got Kule Bali as well, who who you brought in in the summer. You have got Thiago Silva there. You've already got Chalobah there, a young prospect. But I can understand it now. What a signing Benoit Badiashile has done has nah, been, br- and that part that partnership with Thiago Silva that he has going, oh, it's looking it's looking a bit tasty. The first time we oh. didn't see him with Thiago Silva, a bit of a poor game against Southampton. I'm not gonna lie to you.
0: no nah, brilliant player. I think I think you've named two players. So I'm really impressed with. Um, Enzo Angel Fernandez. Uh, oh, bro, is his name Enzo Fernandez? Yeah, no, it is, it is. Bro, I don't know why for one second I thought it wasn't his last name was, Enzo, was, Enzo, was Fernandez. <laughs> Fernandez. Bro, he's been brilliant. And the to be playing again and again. lack cluster. But he has been he has been brilliant. Making tackles, putting in passes, he's been very good. Um Noni, Noni by the way, is another person who um, I'm rating highly. He's he runs of a lanky soccer, you know, just there's um <laughs> He's got. I've been dead ass. he has got something. I would love my Arsenal, like, well, just, just the Pusaka, hundred percent. And also they have Mudrik, you know, who his first game for Chelsea, what, like, was really, was really, really good. But he's been a bit, you know, so on par, and off. Yeah. Be, so par. And to be fair, I don't blame him with Kukurea just being an absolute up against him. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen, have you seen the stats? The guy made one pass. Yeah. What game was it? He made like one pass. To um, I was like, i watch half, yeah. Madrid in the first half, that's crazy. Mm. So, yeah, um, Luke, you've brought in a bunch of new players, they're all good quality, and you're still not performing. Is Potter to blame? Because if I'm Todd Bowley, I'm thinking to myself, I'll spend all this money. I don't watch football, but even I know these players aren't crap. So what's happening?
1: That's a very hard question. I think it's 50-50. An analogy I saw on Twitter is like, if if you're working in a kitchen, you're a chef, right? You've got good ingredients. You've got good tools. But the food turns out tasting like nonsense. You have to blame the chef because everything is there for him but he's just not cooking it to, to the right standards. You know what I'm saying? And what I'm trying to say is there, Todd Bully is giving him the tools. He's giving him the, the right equipment as well. And, and Graham Grandpa unfortunately, isn't cooking up anything nice because he's got two wins in 17 for Chelsea, which quite frankly is a disgrace. I don't know if you saw the John Obi McHale interview that we was doing uh, the other week. He said uh, if Abramovich, well, he didn't say if Abramovich was there. He said when he was playing for Chelsea and Abramovich was the owner, bro, you're on a, two, you're on a two-strike thing. Once you see that helicopter fly down to the training ground, you knew the manager was in trouble. You knew the manager was in trouble. And the second time it comes, you know the manager is gone. And I feel like Todd Bowley, he's promoted Graham Potter as his man. You've given him a, young, a lot of young players. You have to let him cook. You can't, you can't give him this much sign-ins and then expect him to magically make it all work overnight. He is not a miracle worker. Yes, he's underperforming. But at the same time, you have to understand that football is not... Football is not an overnight type thing, you know what I'm saying? I've never seen a team turn from shit to crazy overnight without any sort of linear progression. There's always linear progression in football, I'm not going to lie to you, no matter how you look at it. And one more thing about Graham Potter, I feel like a lot of the fans are getting on his back for not being like angry in these players' faces, like he doesn't look uh, up for it. But at the same time, some managers are just not like not those type of managers. Arsene Wenger wasn't really that type of manager, uh, which. Uh, Jose Mourinho was that type of manager. These both of these managers have still won stuff at the end of the day. Both of these managers are still very, very highly regarded in the world of football. So you can't get onto Graham Potter for not being that type of manager. So all I'm saying is you might have to give him a little bit more time. And if it doesn't work next season, then you could start to bring the fire torches out, and then you could start blaming Potter. But I feel like it's a bit too early because I, I believe half of these players did Potter really even want in the first place. I think it's just bully going crazy in the transfer market. Yeah.
0: I think that I think that's an issue. Both me and you have really Potter for some time now. I mean we I mean when we did our Arsenal episode which you guys can go watch where we tried to rebuild Arsenal, he was a manager, we had to like replace Arteta because Arteta was performing so poorly, right? Um one thing with Arteta that people kept on saying, like Arteta in fans when he was playing well, when he was playing poor, what were saying was he doesn't have his players. And to the extent, that was true. When Arteta had all the players he wanted, he was prefer- he ended up performing well. So, you know, I think Todd Bowley should stick it out. I also do think that Graham Potter, as a manager, needs to show that he's able to do something. So, i.e., yes, you don't have the players you want yet, yeah, but come on, with the tools you have, you can get one or two results. So, I think Graham Potter needs to get back into, you know, european positions yeah talk to todd bowling like bro like thank you so much like you're so invested in this club but when you buy players yeah let's communicate together let's build a team and then i point you shoot that's yeah,
1: 100 percent. i feel so, like i feel like as well if you look at Chelsea signings here, I'm looking at Enzo Fernandez 22, Wesley Fofana 21, Mudrick, mm-hmm. 22, Kukurea 24, Benoit Badiashile 21, Madueke 20, Gusto 20, Chukomeka, 18. These players are young players. Like these, mm-hmm. I feel like if you sack Potter now you are missing out on the future potential that he can build with his team. I know Potter's not doing well right now. I feel like he has his own problems. He's not sticking with a starting eleven. He's chopping and changing the formation every game, which I think is an issue. How do you expect these players to perform when they're brand new and you're just chopping and changing every week? But once he finds that starting eleven that he eventually does want to go through with, I think Chelsea will thrive in the future because, like I say, football's linear. You, you're gonna you're not gonna go from zero to hero overnight you'll you'll see slow progression until they finally reach the top because these players that they have signed in as much as we like to clown the amount of money they've spent they are quality players Enzo Fernandez World Cup winner Jeanques Felix was once the most expensive teenager in the world I think. Um, well, sir. Wesley Fafana, another highly touted centre back. These players are also young that that's still got time. So if you give Potter four to five years, I know people say trust the process like they did with Arteta, but some I feel like Chelsea fans should low key trust the Potter, Pro trust the process with Graham Potter. Yes, it's not looking too good right now. If you don't get any European football, fair enough. You could you could question his you can question his time at the club, but let him cook with the young players that he has.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, actually, I understand that I like a lot is the Fafana guy. I don't know why, There's something about him. He's he's, he's, he's a good player as well, but I like his Luke.
1: The striker like Fafana or
0: the defender? Yeah, the, the striker Fafana. All right,
1: okay, bye bye. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, the next question is: Will, um, all you Chelsea fans is trying chatting last on the internet. Yeah, what happened to Kai Havertz I die? What happened to... <laughs> Actually, it's a genuine question. It's on the script. What's I think, happened to? Him? I
1: think he's at Barry Leverkusen in the Bundesliga, and I think no, they're having no, no, they're having a poor season. No, I think.
0: No, we know we know where he is. <laughs> Dude, I swear, there's a stat, yeah, which just like alluded to, alluded to him having like zero attacking output one game. <laughs> this this is like the guy the guy beat zero men, they make you pass, they make you pass the halfway line. something crazy, something crazy, bro. Like, nah, I don't. I like, like I, I I like I like ripping into Chelsea fans because once last one or two seasons ago, they're like how much the Don is a bad player to be kind of sack. How much of the Dodgers is a better player than Smith? throw? How much of the Dodgers is a better player than Martinelli? Are you guys on track? That guy is so mid. In fact, Ghana, yeah? Just call him up now, because (laughs) because, because this guy, what's his name? Ghana, Southgate has never called this guy back up for international service. I'm sorry. I just had to rip into karl the door for a bit. We like say something? Would you nah, to get into You know,
1: I've se- I haven't watched a lot of Bayern in this season. I've, I've heard that their form is very, very poor for the standards of the club. I'm looking at the stats here. No stats don't tell the whole story, but I'm seeing 13 games, zero goals, one assist. It's, 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 it's looking a bit crazy. It's looking a bit crazy. This, this is what happens when you compare your players to Saka. We've seen it with Brandon Williams. When Saka was playing left back. We've seen it with Mason Greenwood. We know what happened to him. We've seen it with Callum Hudson odoi It's looking meaty. And now you're comparing him to Sancho. Hey, look, look at look in the last two seasons who's performed better. Just stop comparing oh, your no, players every, to Saka because it just ends yeah. bad. It ends bad. It ends bro, bad for you.
0: Bro, 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 it's, bro, it's happened to It's happened to, uh, to Phil It's happened to Phil Fulton. It, it's it's happened to it. Luki a little bit. It's happened to Phil Look, 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 I'm telling Saka, yeah, I've told Saka, you're wearing the red boots. <laughs> Put those black boots back on. This guy looks like, this guy look like a, a young boy fan. When you had those black boots, you look like a young boy fan. Okay, right. I'm going to get on to Klopp. This mm-hmm. man got pumped 5-2 yesterday. In a, in a thriller. I won't lie to you. I was able to watch the game, but I've watched the highlights, and it was a thriller. I caught the first 30 minutes of the game, right? Mm-hmm. It's been the most disappointing season in the last few years. There's a slight upswing in wins against Everton and Newcastle, but, bro, where do you think these guys are going to finish in the Prem, because I'm seeing Darwin Noodles scoring heel flicks <laughs> but missing <laughs> open goals, you know? So what's, what's going on there? What's happening? Um, do, you, do, you, do you think you these you guys will finishing in a decent position? Or um, or um, you know, will there be Klopp out chance You know, in the cup.
1: I don't think there'll ever be Klopp out chance. I feel like what Klopp has done for Liverpool is such. Well, you it... you say that, but there you say that won the league of beating you though know, we had banished? No, but that that was like twelve years after the fact. Bro. Klopp has still Klopp has still got the 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 credit in the bank. Wanger literally had zero credit in the bank left out after that after those twelve years, uh twelve years before he left. Um but Liverpool looking all right in the league. They started really slow. They're back into Europe is eighth Europa League. No, they're back into conference league places. But they're they've got two games in hand on Fulham. They've got one game in hand on Newcastle so they can easily creep into those Europa League places, potentially top four places if they are lucky. But I do not think that's gonna happen. That performance against Madrid As good as it started, mate. The midfield, what have I been saying? Their attack looked fine. They created just enough they created many chances. I think they created a similar amount of chances to Real Madrid, but oh my goodness. Modric rolling back there is this guy's 37. No. Oh no, bro. fam. fam. It's a clip where he just intercepts a
0: ball. I just into the flash. What is that? Yeah,
1: I know it's crazy. I I don't know how he continues to. Every season, I'm like, Real Madrid's midfield, they need upgraded. Every season, I'm like, oh, Modric, how can you do it for any longer? Cruz, I know didn't play yesterday, but can you do it any longer? And every season, they just seem to defy the odds. And Liverpool, on the other hand, oh, my goodness. Disgrace from midfield performance.
0: Stinky. Oh, Fabinho,
1: like I said, you're no longer an Inyo, bro. I'm I'm retracting that Inyo, you're fab. You're fab for now. And Trent and Gomez, they're strippers, bro. They're actually strippers. Yeah. Gomez yesterday, oh my goodness gracious. Me. I like one, Gomez, man. I, I feel bad for Liverpool because if Gomez had a semi decent performance, the score would probably be 2 2. But he was directly at fault for three goals. And that's why I feel like, yes, Klopp can get all this hate that he hasn't set up his team correctly. He hasn't picked the right lineup. But if a player is stripping like that on that day, bro, there's only so much a manager could do could just sub them off, that's it. But the damage has already been done. You're, you're 5-2 down in the Champions League. I don't think you're going to come back. But you know what it is? You've still got you've still got uh, a top four race in, in quotation marks that you can still chase. So on you go, Liverpool. You're looking on the up in the Premier League. But Europe just, it's over now. It's over.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, like I think an apology from Uka is probably something I need. You think? Because the next question is, Yeah, uh, have you finally admitted a squad wipe is needed
1: no, I I fully don't think a squad wipe is needed. I think I think you're doing the most, because when I look at this Liverpool squad, I'm seeing great players. Salah, uh, back to his best yesterday. Nunes.
0: He oh, he, he was back. back he was best. back to his best
1: yesterday. Yesterday.
0: Do you know? Do you know? I look at Salah. for think to myself, God damn, bro, you are like you are a good player, but you're like you're so good. But it just like technically you're so poor. I don't know, if it makes no sense because like it's you not know, technically so poor. Sometimes he, sometimes he'll become a tactician for thirty seconds. And That thirty seconds is all he needs to score. But hmm. other times, we're like bro, do you know how to like pass, dribble, or like even like even like shoot correctly? You know. Do, do you know I, what it is? I, th-
1: I, I think with Salah, I feel like. The way he moves is so unorthodox. People aren't used to seeing it because I've seen him dribble past bare players and slot the ball tonight. I've seen him play brazy passes to to Mohamed Salah. I've seen him play brazy passes to Sadio Mane on occasion, but I feel like the way Hazard moves, the way Messi moves on the ball, people aren't used to seeing an erratic ass I don't know, goal scoring inside forward like that. Even the way Rashford moves on the ball is much more fluid than the way Mo Salah moves, and I feel like that's why people think that he hasn't, that he doesn't have technical ability. When he, when he actually does, he just doesn't really move in the same way these other players do. Uh, uh, but uh, Liverpool's uh, attack, like I say, I don't think I owe you an apology because what I said is I don't think they need a whole squad overall. I just think they need a whole new midfield. Henderson not good <laughs> enough. Yes, I said he could do it for three to four more years, but as a squad player, you might hear me out, as a squad player,
0: Fabinho needs replaced,
1: Thiago needs replaced, he's too injury prone, Bayetic, I know he's young and he's looking good, but he also needs someone to learn from, and unfortunately, Liverpool's midfield is washed, it's completely washed, James Milner is still in the team, Bro's 37, he should be at home, making tea right now, with his wife, just chilling and he's out there doing shifts on the football pitch. No, it's not. It's, that's not how you're in a football club. I'm sorry. Klopp, I know you have loyalties to these players, but sometimes you just need to let it go and start afresh. Their attack, Salah, good. Gakpo, all right. Nunes has the potential to be great. Luis Diaz is already great. Defence, Trent, I know he's off form. He can still go on for a couple of years. Van Dijk can still go on for a couple of years. Gomez needs gone. Um, Matip, all right for now, squad player. And Robertson, amazing. Uh, Allison, amazing. That's not a whole squad overhaul. It's just three players in the midfield that need to go, and I think they'll see that in the summer. Next season,
0: Salah's gonna get like like fifteen goals or something. That's I decent. guarantee. That is decent. Okay. If okay. it's spread okay.
1: out, if it's spread out, bro, you can't complain. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Last question is yeah, how mid is Trent?
1: How mid is Trent? This season, unfortunately, he's been he's been
0: very mid. Bro. He's been he's very mid. mid. very very mid. The question is though, yeah, can you teach an old dog new tricks? Though in Trent's cases, he's still quite a new dog. Yeah, can we teach Trent Alexander Arnold to do this? Yeah, you know, when Thomas Cohen said that Trent is a hard person to defend one on one, right? Mm-hmm. I believe he was over exaggerate a bit I feel like he, he made up he, like he's like he's alright yeah but people have said this and if you look at bro even speed noticed this right bro in that Champions League final game yeah, yeah. it's his inability to like Let's be spatially yeah. yeah don't just be spatially aware yeah I'm, I'm gonna tell you something yeah I know you've got calves I know you got strikers who take up space yeah but defenders more than others have to be spatially aware so they can stop threat they can stop threats in their tracks. Trent is bad at that. So do you think this is a skill that Trent can learn or is he just doomed to be like this for the rest of his career?
1: That is a very very tricky question. Um I mean I feel like defenders usually get better with age so I think there's still hope for him but I feel like he's performed this way his whole career. I don't, I don't, yeah obviously he he was a better defender at one point than he is right now but I feel like his ceiling for defending can only go so high because if you don't start good at defending I feel like it's very very hard for you to reach that elite level eventually. Van Dijk started very very good at defending and he eventually did reach that elite level. Trent has started Medium to low on defending. So the progression, I don't think he's going to hit that elite level. I think he could get good, but good enough to defend properly every weekend, week out? No. But Klopp has had things in place to to not expose Trent but unfortunately this season those defenders that usually protect Trent the likes of Gomez the likes of Matip have been stripping as well and I feel like that right hand side that Trent plays on has been targeted by many wingers how many times have you seen this Vinicius Trent matchup, and Vinicius has won every single time so I feel like the issue with Trent is when when he comes up against those tricky wingers, yeah, I feel like it's game over. But when he has space in front of him, people that don't really press him, then he is the master. He is he is the key to Liverpool's attack because we saw at the weekend against Newcastle, what a ball he played into Gakpo. I think it was in the early, the early stages of the game. He even picked up an assist earlier in the game. So when Trent is given space in front of him, he's that guy. But when there's players running at him, he's not that guy. So to answer your question, I don't think he can reach the elite level of defending in his career, but I feel like it's a bit harsh or disingenuous to say he can't improve.
0: All in all, Liverpool are mid, Trent is mid, he's <laughs> also a mid-person in life. Do I think Trent can learn special awareness? I mean, like, they're, they're paying like 150k a week, first Klopp, he better not to, he better to, to look over his shoulder, Christ <laughs> almighty. Right, question of the week, because that's <laughs> a segment I'm now forcing, pushing this agenda. NBA, the NBA All-Star game is coming up, I don't know if they've played it, I don't think they have played it. The All Star game is coming up, yeah. I think last season, I'm not sure you said it, but somebody was like, why don't we just replace the Carabao Cup with an All Star game? And I'm like, yeah, bro, nobody cares curious about the Carabao Cup, right? I'm so, 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 so deadass, right? Players are always complaining their fixture list yep. is too congested, right? You know, I wouldn't mind an NBA All Star type thing. My issue is, yeah. That's as far Americanized I want this sport to be. there is issues with it though. Yep. Like the All-Star, the all-star the all star game, yeah. Like basketball is a no contact sport, right? So I know they jump and I know the landings can be techy yeah. But in general they're less injury prone, the they're, well, they're less prone to injuries than Prem players, you know? That's mm. the biggest issue. But it'd be fun to see. Okay, what about you? Do you think replacing the Carabao Cup with an NBA All-Star game would be preferable? Because the Carabao Cup is boring as hell to me.
1: It, it is boring. Um, you're not wrong in saying that. I think like, a prep All-Star game would be crazy. I think people have suggested... I think Todd suggests like a North versus South type All-Star game. And I think those matches will be interesting to see. But as you say, oh my goodness, if a key player goes down with an injury in one of those games, oh all hell would break loose. If Saka, someone decided to slap Saka's leg in that game, I would I'll, I I don't I'd burn I'll burn the house down. I'm not I'm not I'm not even lying to you. Because in football there's so much that is at risk. There's so much money that's pumped into the game. There's so there's so much passion from the fans as well that depriving fans of a of a potential title winning season because Saka's been injured in an all-star game Essentially, a meaningless game with all hell would break loose. I'm sorry to say, but I understand the idea. It is very entertaining, and I would love to see it in some sort of fashion. But we'd have to figure out a way for it to be a non-contact thing. But if we do make it a non-contact thing, it's not going to be as exciting. I feel like I feel maybe maybe like a maybe like a, maybe like a
0: seven aside, we look like a thirty-minute oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a thirty-minute seven aside game, yeah. Because for that case, yeah, it's it's more about passing than it is about actual, like, physical challenges and stuff. And it can shoot from anywhere, you can see a few worldies, stuff like that. You can also have, like, free kick. Yeah, no, you can
1: have a free kick challenge, a penalty challenge. I think that stuff will be kind of cool, where where there's less injury, like, YouTuber-type videos. But I want to see it with the whole Prem involved.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, that was the question of the week. And we've gone through an extensive list of questions... About what's happening in the Premier League right now. Title races on, Chelsea, and Liverpool are lagging behind. We don't speak about Tottenham because at this point in time, Tottenham are just I, I don't even know. You could do to say something
1: about Tottenham. Um, I, I don't really. Know what about Tottenham. Oh, just in, about general. in general. Oh, okay. Um, this week I have realized that James Ward-Prowse might be the greatest free kick taker that the Prem has ever seen. Yes, yeah. I know. I know. I know. People say David Beckham's up there. I know Beck. I think Beckham has scored. I think one or two more than James Ward-Prowse but oh my goodness, I feel like the delicious technique. James Ward-Prowse can hit them from any angle, anywhere. It doesn't matter where the ball is placed around the edge of the box. I think I don't even think it's that crazy to say that he might be better, I mean might be a better free kick taker than Messi because Messi has a signature style. He just likes to curl at top bins. But James Ward-Prowse, he can hit them a curler, he can hit them a knuckleball, he can hit them with top spin, he can hit them with backspin. Like he's got a just an array of exquisite techniques and that f- delicious free kick against Chelsea at the weekend oh that shit was bro, disgusting
0: do you know do you know why I can't say this yeah why Chris MD did a YouTube video with Ward Prowse and Chris MD looking better free kick keep taking the Ward Prowse bro do you know what it don't... is yeah
1: No. Do you, do you know what it is this guy said I'm not going to do my best because I don't want to strain my groin these, that's the immense pressure these footballers are under because if 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 James Ward-Prowse tears is going in the Chris MV video, Southampton are relegated. I'm not gonna lie to you; they're relegated. True, so true, 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 true. James ward those There's also
0: a TikTok video, some kind of TikTok video of James Ward-Prowse like last hundred free kicks. Yeah, mm. I like. I like the main comment under it was like the technique, even when he misses, is the same every time. It could be a curler, a knuckleball the boy has, like, dedicated his life, yeah, into perfecting this craft. And you're right, bro. And, you're right. and like, he's become such a... He's become, like, a good player because of it. Because, like, again, I feel like, Arsenal, like... If, if Arsenal had said the get James Like I wouldn't even be upset about it. The guy can recycle the ball. He can, he can dribble upfield. He's got good delivery. Like, he's a quality player. But that free kick, yeah, is an Arsenal that, you know...
1: I, I might
0: as well get... be a penalty. and yeah, I, 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 you know, like, you know, Joseph Riedel has like, openly made fun of um, English fans cheering corners. Yeah, you know, are these are these free kicks in places where goal scoring opportunities don't come that often? look just one Prowse? Yeah, if I see this one Prowse edge of the box, yeah, free kick, I'm crying, <laughs> I'm crying because that's in bro.
1: It's going to hit the crossbar. Is, the goalkeeper is going to palm it. Bro, like, it's, it's, it's a danger no matter what. And I've just got the statistics uh, up here. Beckham has scored 18. And James Ward-Prowse has scored 17, bro. I think he's going to overtake the record. So...
0: Like, James prowse Like, how old is James Ward-Prowse? What, 28?
1: Yeah, I think he'll be in his late 20s.
0: Yeah, bro. This guy's going guy to probably score, like, 20 more free kicks. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, he's exactly yeah.
1: 28. Good ball knowledge. Yeah. Nah.
0: Guy, yeah, guy's, a, guy's a quality player, man. As a quality player,
1: yeah. Right, anything else? Um, not really. Um, yeah, I think nothing else to talk about, per well, se. I Manchester United versus Barcelona tomorrow, but I really tomorrow? couldn't care less. That's that whoever wins that, I think, is going to be our opponent in the Europa League final. But
0: yeah, uh, bad luck to both teams. <laughs> um, yeah, this has been the Pace of Power Hour. We have talked about an array of topics in the Premier League. Hmm. Um, we will also um go back slightly to our old format where we did a bigger topic followed by some news in football a few more guests um, yep. a few more guests We know we're working on it but again me and Uka are slightly busy at the moment with uni but we do promise to be back and then just kind to push forward this podcast so if you're a long-time listener please share with your friends yeah if you're using the apple podcast please there's a five star same with Spotify. Leave comments and under our Instagram post because you could probably post an Instagram photo, you know, marketing the new podcast. Please let us know if you guys are like an all-star game. Um, yeah, that'd be crazy.
1: I think, I think, I think right. maybe for our next podcast we could do two two all-star elevens and see see who wins.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Nah, that that will be nuts. Actually, but yeah, shout out yeah, Nailing, yeah. shout out Charles, shout um, out Artem. You know. I still
0: shout RT. Still shout RT because the boy left. Still shout RT. Ayo, if you any, know, if uh,
1: anyone's good with TikTok, I want to be our TikTok content creator. Hey, Aye, exactly. jo- there's a job please. opportunity available.
0: There's a job opportunity. We'll we'll, okay. we'll pay
1: we'll pay you in chocolate.
0: Yeah, we we'll pay you in chocolate. Okay, right. right I've been Sabirulukar. I've, I've been Sabirulukar. Ah, there. Thank you for um, this is the podcast. Right, take
1: care, guys. <laughs>